1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Let's talk a little football. And to do that, we welcome in now our good friend Patrick Everson, Vegas insider, senior reporter. Give him a follow on Twitter, especially Saturdays, Sundays. Guy does God's work, telling us about line movement, percentages, betting percentages, totals. All that stuff. Pat, thanks so much for joining us. How was your weekend, man?
1: Uh, my weekend was great. Uh we're getting the awesome, awesome weather right now in Vegas, which means it's in the nineties. I like the nineties. Uh I even like the hundreds. I'll go golfing that stuff. Yeah. Cheap I- golf is good. Cheap golf is good golf.
0: I love that too. So Pat, your Broncos, big win, ugly game. Eleven to ten, I believe, was the final score over the San Francisco 49ers. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. two and one now. So this week, man, I'm interested in this game. The Raiders at home. Looking for their first victory, two and a half point favorites right now over at BetMGM. That's minus one fifteen. Totals at forty five and a half. How do you see this one playing out? Any chance we get the three with the Broncos? Where do you see this number going?
1: Um, it's that's a good question. I'm not sure that it's gonna you know that it's gonna get to three. I uh, had a good conversation as I mentioned. John Murray is an odds maker I talk with every Sunday night here in Las Vegas. Uh, for my opening line report, which is up at Vegas Insider, if you guys want to check it out, or anybody, if any of your listeners want to check it out, and it's it's just an interesting game because the Raiders. First off, you got this great division, the AFC West. Well, allegedly great yeah. division. I guess we need to reserve judgment on this a little bit because it may not be that great after all. But you have a very difficult division. The greatness of it has yet to be uh, validated. But whether it's uh, you know whether it's. Uh, uh, There's no question that it's a difficult division. And what John Murray pointed out was, look, the Raiders' season is effectively over if they lose this game. If they go 0-4, that's it. And this is a team that snuck into the playoffs last year, had much higher expectations this year, uh, getting getting Devontae Adams and so forth. Uh, He noted, obviously, they lost a heartbreaker at Tennessee. Now they're going to be in desperation mode. But, as he points out, the Broncos aren't exactly lighting it up themselves. They're not that good either. So, Uh, which I hate to say, but it's the God's honest truth. It's just not a very good football team. And that that game Sunday night, that rock fight, literally proved it. I'm not sure where this is going to go for them. Um, John said, look, I don't know what to make of this game. Both teams have to win. He feels like the Broncos kind of have to win, just because I think the expectation is Justin Herbert's going to get back and he's going to be healthy. And the guy, I mean, he he is back, but he's going to get healthier. He's clearly a very good quarterback. The Chiefs are going to bounce back. And really the Raiders and Broncos can't afford to lose any games um, if they're going to try and keep pace with those other two teams. So um, I'm, I'm looking now, with just checking with another vector to see how the early action is going. It looks like early tickets and money. And again, as I always express to, to you guys on this show, it's a small pot this early in the week. Right. But early tickets, early money, two to one Raiders tickets, three to one Raiders money on the spread. And that's part of what's probably helped push this to two and a half. Mm.
2: Patrick, this Kansas City-Tampa game on Sunday night is an interesting handicap because obviously we have to keep in mind what's going on with the hurricane that's going to come through Florida Mm -hmm. over the weekend. And when thinking about this game and kind of prepping for it, I think Tampa has a big disadvantage just because they might not have a lot of prep time because they're dealing with the weather. But oddly enough, this line has gone down from two and a half now to two here on BetMGM. So do you see this line maybe continuing to drop more towards Tampa. Do we see a one and a half, maybe even a one, or do you think we start to see this line creep back up to maybe two and a half, or an even three, towards Kansas City?
1: Well, PJ, to your to your point about the practice time and so forth, I think it, a lot will depend on how the next thirty six hours unfold for the for for the team, and obviously the people of Florida, who were all of us are certainly much more concerned about. We want to see everybody get through this okay, and 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 not to to, to suffer any any great harm, but. Um, I think we'll have to kind of see how the dust settles as it were on these next 36 to 48 hours and where this game might end up being played. I think I saw earlier today, there's already kind of some contingency plans for where this game could be moved if it's not able to be played in Tampa. But, uh, but, but John Murray, uh, again, beginning of the week, he said, he still thinks the public is going to be on the chiefs. Even after that, uh, that Chiefs loss, he thinks more so they'll be on the chiefs because he said, look, marquee Sunday night game, and a road favorite, the public loves those. And to his point, you recall last Sunday the public was on a few road favorites as well, the Chiefs being one of them. So maybe they'll be a little gun-shy pulling that trigger twice in a row, but the Chiefs were one of those. The Eagles, the Bengals, uh, you know, one or two other road favorites that the public definitely was was really intrigued by. He thinks they'll be enthused by this as well. But he, he noted, I can't argue with how impressive Tampa has been defensively this season, but he said their offense has done nothing. Um, their defense has them has been at a point where they could easily be three and zero. He said if they could just get healthy and give Brady some help on offense, they'd be, uh, you know, they'd almost assuredly be three and zero. But uh, and then you know just that was early in the week comments, and then just looking at some some updated odds from one odds maker, it bears out what John said about you know he feels like the public is going to be on Kansas City here. So even though this line is shortened, it's three to one tickets and money, small pot, mid, you know early in the week, but three to one early tickets, three to one early money on the Chiefs on the spread although that line has gone down. So maybe a little bit of sharp play coming in on the Bucs. Maybe some sharp play coming in on just a situational thing where they think it's going to be, you know, Tampa's already moved out of town. They're practicing in Miami. So, uh, you know, maybe that's playing into it as well.
0: I'm really curious, uh, Patrick, about this Chargers-Texans game. Uh, They're in Houston. Chargers obviously banged up to all get out on both sides of the ball. From Justin Herbert to Rashawn Slater, to J.C. Jackson, to Joey Bosa. So uh, I'm I'm curious, this line moved from six and a half to four and a half. Uh, how yep. much more do you hear that this thing might end up moving? And, and what's the reasoning? Because, listen, the Chargers are, and I like the Texans in this spot, but from like a logical perspective, you think to yourself, wow, the, the Chargers should be able, even without some of their key players, uh, t- to beat Houston by more than this.
1: Yeah, and like with, with uh, you know, up-to-date uh, splits from one-odds maker, uh, you know, has a lean, a uh, pretty hefty, sizable lean toward the charges on ticket count at almost 70%, but the money's much closer. Mm-hmm. It's 55-45 split. so really two-way, which has helped bring this down. I would guess that at least some books are seeing some sharp play on the Texans, thinking that, you know, the, the Texans are showing a little better than people expected over these first three weeks. Um, but... To your point, if if Herbert is just is anything more healthy than he was last week, I, I backing up a moment, I think the Chargers made a mistake last week. I think they should yes. have left him out and taken their and taken their medicine, which may not have been medicine. Daniel may have been fine. I think this got messy late trying to get him in the lineup an hour and a half, two hours before kickoff. Okay, we're gonna play him. You know, he hadn't really been able to practice much. I think they would have been better off taking their medicine hoping they can beat the Jaguars, accepting a loss to the Jaguars and having a fully healthy Justin Herbert this week. So who's to say if that's going to be the case this week and whether or not playing last week contributed to that. But there's certainly believers uh, early in the week on the on the Texans, at least in terms of money. The ticket count is heavily to the Chargers, which I don't think surprises anybody. The Chargers have definitely become kind of a public team, even in the wake of the mess with Jacksonville. Um, by the way, Jacksonville is not a bad team, I don't think. Uh, they sure don't look that bad. But uh, but there's certainly some, some support money-wise for the Texans midweek.
0: Uh, Pat, there's two I really want to ask you about. One in the NFL because it's the Thursday night game. PJ and I grabbed the yep. uh, Bengals minus two, and that's all the way up to four. Nice. And, man, it went from two and a half to three pretty much immediately. I know the total went down yeah. a little bit. You figure the public's going to be all over the Miami Dolphins. They're undefeated on the season, even though they did just uh, have their defense on the field for 90 plays against the Bills. Where do you see this one going, and what are you hearing here?
1: Well, good on the on the two of you for getting in early on this. This is that was perfect timing because you got two, which is phenomenal. Uh, the odds maker I talked with every Sunday night, you know, mentioned they opened two and a half, and he said, uh, 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 or, or rather, opened two, and now as you said, it, it moved up quite a bit. I think it's four. It's four now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that I have here. I mean, he he feels like this. He, what he said was, this is a really tough spot for the Dolphins off the Bills' win and the incredible win over the Ravens, then a short week and a road trip to Cincinnati, which, is, which had its get-right game. Um, the Jets often provide people with a get-right game. But uh, they got right, and he thinks they are definitely way better than their 1-2 and two record. He thinks that, that week one loss, I mean, the Cowboys game, I don't know what happened there, but the week one loss, a real anomaly. It's hard when you turn it over five times and miss missed two field goals and an extra point, and you're still in position to potentially win in overtime. I mean, look, they should have won that game and probably should have won long before it went to overtime. So he feels that since he's better than the record. And to your point, Ryan, he said the public will be on Miami here, but he thinks it's a very tough spot. And he noted the market has already ticked up on the Bengals, uh, kind of showing where, uh, you know, where the faith is, even if it's not the public faith, it's uh, the, it, it, you know, the Bengals were probably the sharp side early in the week. So congrats. You were a sharp. You and PJ getting in
0: early. Yeah, the other one I wanted to ask you was actually uh, on the college level, and it's Clemson. They opened up as seven-point favorites against North Carolina State. They're 4-0 and to start the season, obviously. a uh, Tough test last weekend against Wake Forest, the seven-and-a-half-point favorites. look like they are going to blow them out earlier, and the game goes to overtime. Where do you see this one moving, especially with that total uh, going down to 42-and-a-half from an opener of 46?
1: Yeah, I saw something interesting. I uh, went through my inbox earlier today, Ryan, and on the total. And part of that is related to – and there are like four or five games that this has happened to. It's related to potential remnants or maybe even full force, you know, tropical storm winds or whatever, to whatever might exist from the hurricane come Saturday. And it looks like – and it's a, it's affecting some totals in, uh, along, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina, games that are being played in those regions some of these totals have come down precipitously and it hasn't necessarily been been because there's a lot of action, but it's more so the concern about what the weather might do to this game. Uh, I will say you you mentioned uh, Clemson opened seven. Uh, One of the odds makers I talk with right out of the gate every Monday on on the key college games for the upcoming week. So they did see sharp play on North Carolina State right out of the gate at plus seven, which helped to move them down to six and a half. That total tumbling, he did say we did see sharp play on the under, Uh, I I think it's a combination of sharp play and weather and maybe some sharp players, you know, seeing that number come out and understanding, I mean, this hurricane's, you know, we already, we've known a day for you know a couple of days here that this was happening and that certainly helped contribute to this. And I'm going to check with just with one other spot and kind of see what they're seeing on this. And up to the date, you've got ticket count favoring Clemson money, strongly favoring North Carolina state in this game with one odds maker. And then when you go to that total, Four to one tickets on the over, but money more evenly split. And in fact, sh- shaded toward the under 54% of money on the under. So, and now, like you said, that'll, that total drop like a rock. If you're interested in that, you missed the boat um, and you should sit tight and maybe wait about, wait and see about getting on the over or, or see if we can get a better in-game number on the under. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: Pat, we, uh, you, we just talked about Bengals-Dolphins and what a tough spot that is for the Dolphins. This Texas a and mississippi State game, uh, we have about a minute and a half left. Also a brutal sure. spot for the Aggies. They just had the Miami Hurricanes, Arkansas, and then they have that showdown with Bama next week. They are a ranked team, and they're four-point underdogs in Starkville at Mississippi State this weekend. That line's moved, too. It's opened at three. Now it's to four. Do you think we're gonna we're gonna see this line grow even more for Mississippi State, or do you think this is gonna stand pretty firm here at four?
1: Oh, I don't know that it gets past four, PJ. Four and a half. I mean, you I mean, three is a key number. Four to a three is a really key number. Obviously, four is a semi key number to go to four and a half, and then start getting into those dead numbers. Uh, generally speaking, dead numbers. I'm not sure it'll do that, but like you said, it is interesting. Ranked team going to Mississippi State, a three and a half point dog, but. This has happened over the last couple of weeks. You've had some ranked teams, some teams ranked significantly higher than their opponent going on the road. And I'm thinking like Michigan State, Washington, um, I, uh, Baylor at Iowa State last week, I think it was another example. So um, where they're going in as the underdogs. And it just it just speaks to what how brutal it is to be in the SEC. I mean, there's just so many good teams and, yeah. and everybody trying to fight past Alabama. But, but right now, you're looking at dead even ticket count with one odds maker and two to one early money on Mississippi State, which is probably mm. helping lead to that climb. That
0: makes sense. Thanks so much, Pat. Enjoy the uh, games this weekend. We'll talk again soon.
1: Absolutely. You guys have a great week, and thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. And check out his articles, his uh, pieces over at Vegas Insider. Senior reporter over there, that's Patrick Everson. Good stuff, especially in college football. There's some oh, wacky lines, man, that NC that, State. Clemson won see, what Florida what State being a touchdown spot. favorite.
2: What a brutal spot for A&M.
0: That is a really bad spot yeah. for a and Good question there.